Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Lauren. Welcome back to Whips, Chains, and Brains. Welcome back to my channel. (laughs) Thank you for subscribing. We're literally five years old. Oh, um, but seriously. <laughs> oh, oh my god. No, that we've had a complaint about our giggles. Who I don't care. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'd uh, be like, hi guys, this is Lauren and Taryn. <laughs> Welcome back to Whips, Chains, and Brains. With your co-hosts. Lauren. Wait, co-host? Regular host? With your regular host? <laughs> I think it, we're just co-hosts. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I don't care what, if someone feels that way. Don't listen, bro. Like, you know, you've got free yeah, autonomy getting... over your whole life. I'm not, I'm not holding you down and saying, listen to my podcast. <laughs> you, yeah. And hey, the rest of our content is quality. Banger. So. You know, you know, <laughs> if we do say so ourselves. Um, but we're uh, sorry it's been some time. A bit. A brief moment. We've been busy. Yeah. Um, well, we have been busy. And then also, I think we're just like notorious for putting things off. Yeah. We're bad procrastinators. Totally. I think it's a sign of ADHD. And also like so we just get distracted so easily. So easily. Like we have gone to record heaps yeah also the microphone's broken and it's like tape makeshift taped and also like we could have taken it back over the last like two months and get it replaced but we we also haven't so So. (laughs) the long trick to hamilton (laughs) so welcome back yeah um but we're gonna aim for some regularity right yeah no definitely Mm -hmm. fortnightly yeah yeah it won't be another three months yes Promise. T- I don't know how long it's been. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. So maybe, um, what have you been up to? Well, I mean, how like do we want to get serious chat? What I've been up to? Like, uh, are you trying to push my? <laughs> what have you been up to, winky face? <laughs> You're trying to p- push my my experience last time. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah, I had my first um. I'm 28. I had my first, what's it called? Like sleep orgasm last night. Yeah, I'm jealous. I've never had one. I think it's just because I'm so sexually deprived at the minute. And <laughs> but whose fault is that? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's like you know, I'm just not really like here for it right now. That's fair enough. Honestly. Also, I can't be bothered. Like, if you think I can't be bothered recording, you think I can be bothered going Dating? and hunting the town, like <laughs> <laughs> hunting the town. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No fear. Um, I get that. But yeah, so that was that was cool. That was great. I woke up um, and I was like, oh my god, but I need to what tell Lauren and G Daddy in the dream. <laughs> what happened? Uh, honestly, nothing even. Sexual. Nothing. Oh. Well, I was like, um, okay, so you know when you're trying to remember a dream, it's really hard to remember the dream. Yes, always. This is how it feels. So I'm like, if I'm pondering back to what happened, 
I remember waking up right afterwards because I think I might have thought that I might have wet the bed, but I didn't. Yeah. Because I kind of, yeah, I you get know, that. Similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, you know, I felt like I needed to pee though. So maybe that was... That um, was probably it. I think so like, I am always like, am I horny or do I just need to pee? Yeah, I remember you said that last yeah. time. So um, I'm like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So um, I just remember looking at like... I honestly think it was a van. <laughs> a van? Yeah. But I think on the van was like animated, like cartoon. Like anime? No. Oh. It was like. Well, like. Uh, like and it was like moving. A chick with big boobs? No, but I would live for that. Yeah, me too. It was like a van, but this the pictures on the side were moving and it was like this i can't remember 100 percent. i remember there was like a man there and then i remember there was like these faces with these like tons <laughs> and you were just just getting and i just i just all turned on over. i don't know why. <laughs> i reckon your body was just subconsciously like she needs an orgasm yeah i think so as well and i know that um when i was like briefly telling you in g daddy this morning you were like oh my god you guys have to say that for the podcast but i'm like i honestly nothing me. happened yeah. like it just happened and i just wanted to tell you guys yeah. because um because g daddy was saying he's never had a weird a dream. dream yeah and i neither had, and neither had i had never orgasmed oh, during a dream i've never orgasmed during a dream. I, mean, I can get close but yeah, i don't finish. but i know a lot of people have <clears throat> and do women yeah actual yeah <gasps> And that's why I was like so proud that I that happened to me. Maybe even I nothing happens. Orgasm sexual. too much when I'm awake, and then I don't need to when I'm sleeping. Yeah, I don't know what it is because that's literally never happened to me before. Hmm. But I genuinely <coughs> was like woke up with a full bladder. So so yeah, that's hey. probably it. Yeah, I'd say it contributes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not scientific or anything, but yeah. Yeah, so that, that's the extent of my great chats from, from okay. as of late. Okay. Um, what's new with you, Lauren? What's new with me? <laughs> I haven't had any wet dreams. Uh, gosh, man, we've been renovating. <laughs> yeah. So our lives are really boring. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, I've had like so much chopping and changing with work. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so we do apologize. We've had lots going on. Um, but today we kind of like, we don't really have like a specific chat that we want to discuss. No. However, we did reach out on the podcast asking and we had some really great on ideas. On our Instagram? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So of like mental health and vaginas. Oh, yes. And yes. These are things that we're 100% we're going to cover. Oh, 100% vaginas? Yeah. Yeah. I, they all look different. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. So the person that reached out was like, you know, I think you guys should talk about how like labias are different and there is like such a, a standard with porn, oh, yeah. which we've discussed before because it's not just vaginas it's also penises Penises. (coughs) and like pretty much every dude that i've ever talked to like feels the same way like there is like they feel like at some point in time in their life they have felt insecure or um like unsure about about their penis what they're packing you know yeah so true yeah i feel like there's so much society puts so much like weight on penis sizes like yeah. like like the like it's this really important thing but it's so not no some of the best sex i've had has been with a smaller, smaller penis. penis yeah because it doesn't hurt <laughs> that too but also i feel like well i mean i don't want to they have to like know what they're categorize doing. yeah but i feel like maybe with that lack of well i don't want to say lack of ego but maybe with that more insecurity they made up for it in their performance yeah because from my experience the smaller, the smaller has been the better in bed. 
I'd agree. With, uh, well, yep. yep. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Like, I've had, don't get me wrong, there's been good, decent good. size ones too. Yeah. But uh, the, some of the best sex I've had has been with smaller penises. Yep, totally. Yeah. It honestly, and I feel like men put more on it than women do. Like, women are like, I don't really care. Yeah, I would agree with that. But then I feel like with this whole vagina chat, um, I think probably women put more trouble on that too than the men do. That's true. Because in reality, I, I mean, I can't speak, I'm not a man, but I think men probably don't actually care how long your fucking labia is. A hole's a hole. <laughs> Any hole's a goal. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, whereas I feel like for girls... I do think it can be, like, G-Daddy has said that he slept with someone... And he had to, like, move it out of the way yeah. <laughs> to, like, go down on them. Maybe more like he's like, I don't know where to go. I think it's a stru- it's a structural thing. Like, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, for a guy, maybe, you know, when you're, like, first kind of exploring your sexuality mm. or just kind of have starting to have sex as a teenager, I remember feeling like, oh, my God, like, what if I don't know what to do? Like, yes. do you know what I mean? So I feel like as a from a guy's point of view, like if they're seeing women that have got like completely different looking vaginas, yeah, they're maybe like, they're like, "What do I do with like, that?" Same because you know what, I've never slept with a man that um, is circumcised. Haven't you ever? I well, I've never, I've never, I think never I've only slept with one. And I don't know. I would feel like, like I'm like, is this going to cause chafing? <laughs> What's going to happen here? Do you know what I mean? You know how like the foreskin like, yes, moves. Yes. I'm like, if I were to be with a man, I mean, you know this. Is it different? Like, what happens? It is different. You need more lube. Does the... Because the skin... But I get pretty... I get, like, too wet anyway, so you don't need to use it. But what about... It's like a hand job. You have to use lube. You have to use lube? You have to. I reckon. Well, I mean, you should use lube for a hand job anyway. Anyway. Like, spit or something. Like, you don't want to be fucking raw-dogging it. Like, dry it. It's just chafing the shit out of it painful yeah but i feel but at like least like with the, the foreskin, foreskin you can moves. kind of give it a little tease without lube do you know what i mean but the foreskin also moves yeah so it like rolls but it doesn't so you just have it. to go over it like yeah and see this is things that i've pondered i'm yeah. like it and is so interesting. i wonder if men would feel the same way about women that had different sized or shaped labias yes i reckon for sure but the person that brought it up to me had mentioned about bringing it up because there is an expectation or perhaps due to the porn industry, and yep. I feel that women do feel really insecure about it when yeah. uh, knowing that it's still completely normal and there's no... That's what I was about to say. Like, I really want to reiterate that they're all different. And yeah. if you're with someone that makes you feel bad about it, yeah. that's their own You're just own with the wrong shit. person and like, they're just projecting their own problems. Yes, because they'll be insecure about something within themselves. Totally. Which, oh my god, so we were going to go into that as well in regard to relationships, but I wanted to quickly cover about the whole this birth trauma thing. Oh, yeah. Because I shared a thing on the podcast, like... Instagram story? Yeah, I keep saying podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Like, two days ago, um, I think it's the Green Party trying to get ACC for birth trauma. They should. Of course. How is it that a drunk driver is covered, but but not someone who giving birth is not? So, um, I mean, I almost died when I gave birth. I had to have, like, three blood transfusions. I had internal bleeding and all these things. Mm. But I had, like, irrespective of this whole ACC thing. Yeah. And just on the topic of vaginas. Why not? When I um, gave birth to my child, afterwards, I had, like, mass bruising, like, all over my stomach. Yeah, you really got fucked up, though. So fucked up. Yeah. But it was, like, literally, it was, like, swelled and was like pulled like into my vagina and it was literally like purple and blue and like swollen oh. and I had to show my mum and yeah. I like 
was like because she i was like trying to explain to her what was going on and i was so like uh i wouldn't say shameful but like insecure about how like like it was such an uncomfortable thing for me to talk about the fact that i had all this post-birth trauma where i and like there was an issue you know but i hadn't shown anyone because i was embarrassed because it was in that region yeah and i think this is another thing too about why um, we need to feel more comfortable talking about like this part of our body and the, the traumas from birth and things like that because not only is there actually so much damage that can be caused, mm. but I feel like because it's still such a taboo topic to talk about that area of the body, um, some people don't even get help for it and they yeah. just kind of heal on their own, you know? Yeah, that's so true. When there is so much that actually sometimes can be done yeah. or needs to be done. I mean, some tears and things need stitches and oftentimes after birth, that's when that happens. Yeah. But if you go home and like you're having problems that weren't there right after birth, like you can still have something done about it and people totally. need to talk about it. Yeah. But I guess with like having like these ACC things and stuff where... Um, you can't like you know there's not that much support right now it also makes sense why people wouldn't want to talk about it definitely i think like the more you talk about things even like someone also wrote in about mental health yeah like being a fad yeah i think the more we talk about things like if even if it is a fad it's still a good thing that we're talking about it totally and i don't know like it just like the, the more we can be open and honest with each other yeah. The more and not like the, feel... the better relationships we'll have and Yeah, I think the the more supported we'll feel, I reckon. Like totally. if you're with the right people, then you will feel more I supported. think you attract those people too. I think the thing that I've realized lately is like um well not lately, but in the last few years mm. is like not feeling shame around like anything. Yeah. Like I think like it it's all part of like the human experience yeah. and it's every I mean like I don't want to say everything's normal because some things obviously like aren't in terms of like behavior and things like that. But in terms of just like regular human body experience, I think there's still so much that's like held back that shouldn't be. Be And then people feel such a discomfort around talking about it. And I think having those conversations and talking about those things is not only what makes it more normal, but I think it's things that people are thinking anyway and they want to talk about it or they want some clarity around it, but they feel like they can't. can't. Well... Prime example, going back to insecurities like yeah. within a relationship. Yeah. Um, obviously, G Daddy and I have been together for, I don't know, a while. But yeah. um, I didn't realize. So when we first started dating, it was obvi- it was casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and he slept with someone like within that time that we were first dating. Mm-hmm. And then I only just recently found out about it. And that kind of caused me to feel... I guess insecure or yeah. like maybe more insecure in our relationship. Like I had built up this like, oh, we were dating and he only really slept with me. Yeah. Like I must be special because he was sort of like a man before that. Which is like a narrative. <laughs> it's something that you're telling in your own head. Yes. Yeah. Like I've created this and like, it's not his fault. Like yeah. he, he was very honest with, you know, like it's yeah. fine. But um, because I have an anxious attachment style and my biggest thing is around abandonment mm-hmm. because of my childhood, mm-hmm. it was... Like, we talked it out and we, like, we felt good after that and we communicated really well about, like, how it was making me feel and, you know, like, we we got through it. But then afterwards, I noticed that it kept, I didn't correlate them until the other day. Yeah. I noticed that I kept making just these little, like, remarks to him about, like, anything, like, where he was going or what he was doing. When beforehand, I would have never questioned it. What do you think, like, the, so... 
if you're uh, like taking away the part of being self-aware and knowing where it's actually coming from Mm. in the past or before you were at that place what do you think it was that you were trying to achieve by doing these things like you know when like um in the past like you might say something because you want them to reassure you rather than actually saying hey I'm feeling insecure and I know it's my problem but this is what I need (laughs) yeah what like what were you saying and what were you actually trying to get out of it before you recognized what you're actually doing I was I so my thing is control like especially since my assault yeah I even more so I have like a heightened sense of like wanting to control everything of course it's like hyper vigilance yes like I I just don't want to get hurt yeah and so that's what it boiled down to for me. It was like wanting the reassurance, but also like kind of pushing him away on purpose. Yeah. So that like, like there's this TikTok. This is so stupid. But like, and she's like, um, like my mentally ill dumbass, like pushing everyone away yeah. and forcing them to leave. And then that's like sort of reinforcing that everyone leaves you. Yeah. And because that's it, my pattern. It, because it's that's like, what I've always done. Also, if you have this narrative that you're living by, it's not uncommon, even if it's a negative story, to make it happen because yes. it still reassures your narrative and your exactly. story, which is like, then it's everyone else's fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then they leave and I'm like, oh, there. see, everyone yeah. abandons me yeah. just yeah. like they always have. Yeah. And that's the thing. But now, so before G Daddy and I got together, I had been like really trying to work on myself and I was feeling so good about where I was yeah. like in general. And I was like, I'm killing this Mm -hmm. like mental health stuff Mm -hmm. but then you get together with someone and all this extra shit comes up well because it's so vulnerable and so so you're like the the deeper wounds come up and surface in relationships much deeper wounds than i thought i had (laughs) if you're having problems outside of a relationship they're gonna just amplify inside a relationship like it's not going to make it better it's gonna make it worse if you can't self-soothe and control those things when you're alone it like that's a shit show that i mean that's personally that's why i still like i'm single yeah like i still have so much to work on myself through the what i experienced in my last relationship and everything that led up to that yeah like childhood my child like just just the patterns i learned in my childhood the patterns i learned in my young teenage relationships yep. even my relationship in my early 20s you're essentially reparenting yourself totally like teaching yourself how to self-soothe and how to deal with your big emotions and know your own triggers yeah so that when they surface in a relationship you're not blaming the other person because i yeah. think that's the first thing that so many people do is they jump to like oh the reason i'm unhappy is because it must be because of this person yeah. that i'm with yeah and then you leave that relationship or your and you, work or yeah, anything yeah and you, something anything external yeah and you leave the relationship or your job or whatever it is the city you're living in yep you move to a different one or you get into a new relationship or you get a new job and then two months later the honeymoon phase wears yes. off and you find you're in the exact same position where you feel the exact same way you're repeating the same pattern yeah and you're like why why am oh i eventually was like why am i doing this and so then that's what happened like i noticed within myself that i was making these remarks to g daddy yeah and so i talked to him and i was like i think i've been feeling not right like something is like i i don't know what why i'm pushing you away but i can feel it within myself and i don't like that and Mm -hmm. he was like yep i've noticed it too but like he was like it's not been bad enough for me to like you know leave you i I wouldn't like we would talk about it and he was like it hasn't even been bad enough for me to like bring up like 
he'd mentioned it and then I like kind of started thinking about it yeah. because I had my period and I was like really fucking emotional and yeah. crazy. Um, and then since he'd mentioned it, I was like, actually I am making little snide comments really often yeah. and I am thinking these things that I wouldn't have thought before, Yeah. but it was like an excuse. Like I, I, he, he told me that he'd slept with someone else in that phase. Yeah. And then I was like, he is going to leave me just like everyone else leaves me. Yeah. Even though it's always me leaving, yeah. I'm the one that's always leaving people. Yeah. I'm the one who's always like running from yeah. something yeah. that I don't want to deal with. And it's this fear of event. Like I just can't deal with it. Also, if you leave, they can't leave you. Exactly. If you, that's why if, I always end up leaving. Yeah. If you cause the hurt, then they can't hurt you. Yes. It's like the get them before they get you mentality. Exactly. I was much the same. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've left every relationship I've been in as well. Yeah. <laughs> because like it's safer. Yeah, it is. But I'm like, no, this relationship like and communicating like it was hard to communicate it with him yeah. and like say something like actually I do feel a bit self-conscious yeah. about that like you sleeping with someone else yeah it hurts to think about but at the same time like that's my problem exactly. it's not his I think there's so much power and vulnerability too and I think it's funny how I mean, I, I've been like this in the past. And it, it, honestly, in every relationship up until my last one, I yeah. have been like this. And it was completely, I was just completely unaware of it. I Me didn't too. even know I was Me doing too. it. And I think that's the way it is for everyone. Yeah. Where you're trying to achieve something by not actually communicating what you're trying to achieve. Yep. So instead of being like, saying straight up, I feel vulnerable knowing that you had slept with somebody else it makes me feel insecure or whatever feeling it's bringing up for yeah. you it like not good enough whatever it and is it but it doesn't even make me feel like like I, for some reason I just jumped on it and yeah. was like this is what I'll do to push him away but there's still this underlying feeling that accompanies yeah. it and I think we're sometimes we're so not present with ourselves that we don't actually we can't even identify the feeling yeah. and we so blame the, the other person yeah the like I genuinely just was displaced. doing that. Yeah. exactly it yeah. just gets displaced and you take it on to someone else rather than sitting with yourself and saying actually what is this bringing up for me this is making me feel insecure or inadequate totally. or whatever and then instead of pushing away and sometimes true I mean I know in the way in the past I used to push away hoping that they would then chase me because it made me feel worthy me too or like I was worth something yes so instead of saying hey I'm feeling insecure and I know that this is my problem and my feelings and I need to work on it but yeah it would make me feel more supported or more loved or better if you could whatever it is like whatever I need yeah and that's but communicate you can't expect them to know that without communicating exactly and so like tiny little things have come up and then that's what I do I'm like hey when you do that it makes me feel this way yeah and it's probably because of this from whatever experience I've had and I know that's my and I know that that's my but if, if you could do it this way next time, it might actually make, make me feel that a bit better. That would make me feel more supported. And that was like from the first time. And then ever since then, G-Daddy's like, okay, yep, what can I do to like reassure you yeah. in future? And then like I do the same. Like if he ever brings anything to me, I'm yeah. like, okay, what can I do to make sure that you don't feel that way again? Or you feel supported. Or, and, you know, yeah. we can something that we can work on. A hundred percent. And I think like... I really think too, a lot of people struggle to communicate that way in relationships because they feel triggered when the other person brings something up. Yeah. So if the other person's like, hey, when you do this, 
it makes me feel like you don't care or like it makes me feel inadequate or whatever, then the other person's back gets up. Yeah. The other person's ego comes forward that's and they're like, like I know that I'm not good enough because you know? of this other thing. Exactly. But that's how it made me feel. Yeah. And unfortunately I am like kind of a fucked up mess. Yeah. But like <laughs> And I can take responsibility for that. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I'm going to a therapist. Yeah. I'm working on it. A thousand percent. Yeah. I think um, I, I, there, there are so many things I think that Even like, in lead into this. Exactly. I just think, though, too, like their, their first thing is that self-awareness of knowing actually what you're feeling because I think it's so easy to blame it on the other person. Yes, it is. And I see, I see, I mean, I catch myself still in it where I'm feeling miserable and I'm like, you know, it must be my job or it must be what I'm doing every day. And then I'm like, actually, no, this feeling follows me everywhere and it's none of these external sources. Totally. The problem is within myself. Yeah. And I can't keep blaming how I'm feeling on everything around me I have to take responsibility for that and I have to work on that and I have to know that I am the one that has to hold myself up and no one's going to come in and save the day and no one's going to come in and fucking take care of me that's my responsibility you know like of course having a relationship and wanting to be taken care of is natural and it it makes you feel supported but you have to be able to do that for For yourself yourself. first and foremost yeah and if you can't either I think that's when you end up in these relationships where the other person can kind of walk over you and you don't leave because you feel like you can't hold yourself up without them. Yeah, totally. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know? Oh my gosh, yes. Wow, this is like a whole can of worms here. Like, I know. There's so much to go into re- regarding communication and relationships. Yeah. And I, j- just all relationships. But I think they just really come up in these like deeply intimate relationships. Yeah. I hate to like... When I see, like, okay, so I can speak from firsthand, and I think you probably can too, where when you're first dating somebody and say they are sleeping with someone else, Mm. or, you know, and then oftentimes instead of being like, actually, you know what, I deserve better than that, because you're triggered and you feel this intense, like, it triggers. So for me, if in, in the past, when I have been dating someone, if I had found out they were sleeping with someone else, it had triggered this feeling in me of inadequacy. Yeah. Like I'm not good enough. Yeah. However, I didn't perceive it as that at the time. I perceived it as really liking this person so much yes. so that I then wanted to chase them. Yes. And then you get them and then you and then them. And then it, the feeling goes away. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And it's evoking such a, a way deeper, like a way deeper emotional response, yeah. a way older pattern whether it's inadequacy or fear of abandonment or whatever it is but people confuse this triggered feeling of I mean they equate it to love like you know that's how that's how I had thought that it was in the past yeah and I think becoming aware of that it doesn't make the feeling go away no even in the last year I've had instances where you know I was liking somebody but I knew I wasn't in a position or in a place yet where I was ready for that because I'm still having all these feelings come up for myself and I know they're things I need to work on totally and 
finding out actually that they were lying to me or manipulating me or whatever with other people in the background mm. where it had triggered feelings of me of feeling like actually I need to prove myself. I, mm. But because I'm aware of it, I'm like, actually, no, I don't have nothing to prove and I know no. I deserve better than that. And this is not a situation I'm going to put myself yep. in and I'm going to leave it. Yep. But in the past past that would have made me chase the person even if I wasn't in a place where I was ready for a relationship it would have made me be like oh well I've got to lock this down now like you know what I mean yes I like I feel like I've grown so much like I was exactly the same yeah like it's like I wanted them to want me and then as soon as they wanted me I was like no never mind because the feeling because they're not they're not avoidant from you anymore it's not triggering this anxious attachment anymore yeah it's like oh well they want me now so you think that the love goes away but it doesn't it It just stops triggering you that's the thing and it's something that I'm learning again being with G Daddy and how our relationship is actually super steady super nice very Mm -hmm. smooth majority of the time yeah maybe unless I've got my period um (laughs) and then I become crazy Um, we also need to normalize talking about periods totally like there's nothing wrong with it like women's hormones are crazy so totally up and down within 28 days it's it's no I'm sorry but someone that was born as a man or I didn't like you know like yeah you, you cannot understand the emotions the, that we go the emotional roller coaster from the hormonal roller coaster yeah yeah but like being with G daddy and realizing because I'm so used to chaos yeah. I associated that with love yeah and now that it's very smooth it can almost feel not boring well but it does yeah. like and you're like is like does he still love me you know like mm-hmm. and then it's like wait like I need to cause some sort of chaos to like yeah. bring that feeling back but yeah. you don't yeah like it's it's something within yourself that you've got to work on totally I think and I think the first step is just knowing that yeah knowing now that- I can recognize it when I'm doing it I'm like this doesn't feel right anymore yeah yeah and I also can't be fucked playing games with people yeah. like if someone is making me chase them, I'm like, nah. Go away. Yeah, I can't be fucked. Exactly. Me too now. I'm like, actually, I deserve so much better yeah. than that. Like, and that's what off. attracted me to G-Daddy in the first <laughs> yeah. place. Because he was so open and happy to communicate about everything. I think that's the key too is like, you can't, you're never going to be able to change who you're attracted to. And early situations in life, whether it's traumas or just your relationship dynamics with parents, mm. whatever it is where you've learned what, your what your family dynamic feels like and therefore your love dynamic you know Mm. you can't change who it is that evokes those feelings of pursuit and yeah yeah but you can choose somebody that is self-aware enough to know those patterns within themselves yeah and And you know work on them yeah and you recognize and know the patterns within yourself so that you can work on them together yeah and you can communicate when things come forward because for example life-changing with you and G Daddy being both really open to communication mm. and both really open to discussing what's coming up for you and taking responsibility of yourselves and your yeah. own emotions, but caring about each other enough that you want to support the healing of that within each other at the same time yeah. allows you to have such a deep and meaningful relationship. But if you were say really open and acknowledging your feelings and he he wasn't wasn't that's happened to me before yeah you can come i mean i think a lot of the time if you show vulnerability you'll meet with it in return yeah but if the other person like i mean my last last relationship is a perfect example yes where the other person is just completely unwilling to look at themselves in the mirror yeah shit's black and white like there's no gray no where you come forward and you say hey 
when this happens, it's making me feel this way. And I know that that's my wound to work through. Mm. However, it would make me feel supported if you didn't talk to me this way or you didn't behave this way. And then instead of caring about you enough the ego comes up because you they feel attacked yes. like they're not doing a good enough job yes. and then that's just the gaslighting begins and they're turning it around that's what you. i was about and, to say as yeah. soon as they are not willing to listen to that they'll start gaslighting you. exactly and i think that's why and then you start so, doubting what you're feeling yes and then the cycle continues and that's when it gets messy and manipulative as well because when you care about someone and everything feels so unclear, like for me in my last relationship, I cared about his feelings. Yeah. So when I would come forward with my feelings and then he would turn around and say, you know, that I was attacking him or whatever, mm. making him feel inadequate. Then yeah. I would try to reassure him completely self abandoning yes. what I had come with in the first place and how I was feeling. Exactly. And it got me so confused and so like, my reality just became so twisted. And I think that's why it's so important that you have the choice to have a partnership with somebody that is willing to look in the mirror. And if they're not, just don't even go down that road. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you know what I mean? And I think like if you're in a long-term relationship and you're feeling these things and you bring it up to them in the way that we like, you know, like you're making me feel like this, but I know that it's because of, this scenario yeah um and they're not meeting you it can be really hard to like because you've been with them for such a long time yeah it's almost like you don't want to believe that they won't listen to that yeah but a lot of the time that's the case and that's why you're feeling so unhappy in that relationship like that's what happened because you don't feel seen yeah that's all it is i think people just want to feel seen and acknowledged for like their emotions yeah and i think there is such that it's hard to know what to do i know but I think just acknowledgement alone is sometimes Huge. enough. If you yeah. don't know how to deal with it, at least acknowledging the emotions. Because yes. I think there is such an attitude around emotions being um, an inferior part of the human evolution. Like, mm. you know, we've evolved past chimpanzees or whatever the fuck it is that we came from. Yeah. And the emotional part is like this innate like mammalian like animalistic part that is Mm. inferior to the human experience of Mm. how consciously aware we are do you know what i mean anything it makes us superior but it i think the emotion is drives everything yeah and not when you look at something as being inferior and you're unwilling to integrate that part of yourself it just subconsciously takes over and i feel like that's the problem with the entire human population like everyone is acting out of these like displaced angry emotions i mean it's the same it goes back to how we were talking about um someone shared about you know it is mental illness becoming a fad Mm. i think we live in a hugely mentally ill population like not only do we have these past generations of suppressed emotions and people where men owned women and even the men that lived in the countries were still owned by the government, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you were called to go to war and give your life, you had to. Like, yeah, yeah. no one had autonomy over themselves and came people that did come back from war and had these massive traumas and were experiencing PTSD, PTSD but then emotions were still looked as inferior and especially in men especially Especially, in men and still to this day yeah and so then 
there was a lack of supporting that or even understanding how to support that. Yeah. And then these people parented children. Yeah. Do you think yeah. if they don't know how to take care and self-soothe these awful experiences and these massive emotions that they're experiencing, how can you teach the, your offspring no, to do that? There's no way. And then the offspring grows up just feeling not unseen for yeah. the emotions that they are feeling. I also feel like people get so like... The only way to grow is to be, like, uncomfortable. Totally. The only thing that is constant is change. And if you're not changing, you're not growing. And I think, too, if you're not, like... I, for me, uh, and ha- having huge experiences with anxiety... Yeah. I constantly do and used to in particular try to control every single thing oh, in yeah. my external environment. Definitely. Because it makes me feel safe and yes. therefore uh, my physiological stress response calms down. Mm-hmm. So I would constantly control everything. To the, I mean, when you lived with me, I didn't even like the way you loaded the dishwasher. Like, yeah. yep. it would cause or, me stress. Or how I put the fruit in the fridge or basket. <laughs> but it would literally <laughs> cause me, like, no, stress I response, you like, know? Like, I 100% But that. whose fault is that? Whose responsibility is that? Is it your responsibility to load the dishwasher differently or stack the fruit? No, that is my responsibility to... T- to self-soothe my emotions. <laughs> yes. But if I don't know, if I never learned how to do that, yeah. then what's the only way I know how to do is to control everything in my yeah. external environment so that it doesn't evoke those emotions in me. Definitely. And I think, I don't, I can't even remember how we just got onto the sentence right now, but like, <laughs> yeah, neither. I think like that is the, okay, for a start there, the, the fact of needing to take responsibility for like your own feelings Definitely. and like all that thing. But how, how do you learn that too? If you've had these like passed down generations of people not knowing how to cope with their feelings, not knowing how to self-soothe and government wide, worldwide emotions are viewed as an inferior part of like Mm. the humanity and we should mentally be able to overcome that and then we have it passing down through generations and everyone now there is a bit more comfort and expressing and talking about these things that everyone is feeling that they can come forward and talk about mental illness yeah so i can see how it might be coming forward as being like a bit of a fad yeah and i think to some extent there is some truth in that but at the same same, everything though yeah but at the same time i can i still believe that we live in like a mentally sick population so do i definitely like how could we not yeah like we're just not far enough we we have not progressed enough as a society to think putting value on the emotions is where that progression will come yes i mean you remember me talking to you the other day about my son having these big feelings and I think I remember being a child and like I think the the biggest part is feeling acknowledged yeah and I was having the conversation about you know regarding parenting him and like you know teaching him how to deal with those feelings and validating his feelings whether we agree with them or not validating the emotions first then dealing with structuring or redirecting the behavior yeah or the way you've got that to acknowledge coming the feelings out. the feelings have to be acknowledged you've first got to. if you feel if you don't feel acknowledged i think that's where that craving to feel seen comes yeah. from yeah yes and i think too like remembering how big the feelings feel when you're a child 
Oh my god. And how everything is so intense. Yeah, and then if you're or if you're living in an environment that is a traumatic environment or whatever as well, that just yeah. amplifies it where not only are your That's where I learned to dissociate. Needs, yeah, not only are your needs not being met, but you're also living in an overwhelming, scary, oh, unsafe yeah. environment. Yeah. But then also when you grow up, it's understandable too, like how you're saying about trying to cause trouble because it feels like love and feeling yeah. bored when everything feels safe and secure yeah. because there is nothing like triggering you. Yeah. yeah. It just like loops around. Yeah. Cause that's, I was just so you like, you know, when you grow up, I had a really like not normal household. Yeah. So like, have grow- we talked about that on here? I don't know. I don't think so. We should talk about that more. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> People probably like, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Because I grew up in a very not normal household and feeling like the only time my mother would ever show me love was, or I mean, she always showed me some sort of love. Like it was, it's not that bad, but, um, mainly when I'd get the most attention would be when either at like Christmas or my birthday or maybe before she would go and spend time with whoever she was dating, like that person or like so it just made me always feel like whenever someone shows me affection and lots of love that they're going to leave me. Yeah. And that's why I now have these issues that I do. Like, I think too, like straight away you just invalidate your own feelings. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. I, yeah, like exactly. When, I mean, I did the same thing. I'm always like, oh, you know, my childhood was great. We had lots of money and we had a big house and a nice big garden and lots of place to play outside and all the rest of it. But that doesn't change how emotionally I felt yeah, growing up. Yeah. And I think acknowledging that and validating that is hard. It's the same with with your assault. What happened to me, my assault, whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, you always it. try to explain it yeah, away. Yeah, try to explain it or invalidate your own feelings. And I think too, I mean, you, you grew up not knowing your dad. You hadn't yeah. met him. Mm. He was in jail. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. not normal. That's not, you know, yeah. like. No, yeah. I didn't even know he existed. Exactly. Um. I, I don't know why I never questioned that. <laughs> I did eventually, but yeah, like it just, it, that the environment you grow up in definitely creates. It literally shapes you. It, it, it is how you react. Yeah. It is everything. Yeah. Like that is where it's coming from. Yeah. It's what Especially you've learned. It's learned behavior. And intimate relationships. Yeah. So that's, that's where the main like point. <laughs> you're so vulnerable and the, all of those deep, wounds and feelings of inadequacy or yeah that's fear. where it came from fear of abandonment it and it feeling come, inadequate yeah like why why is a man more important than me than me yep i think too when you're a child well i don't think i know when you're a child you're completely dependent on your um parents or mm. your caregivers mm. so there is a way more intense emotion when you're growing up because you are dependent on them. Yeah. Children will mold and change their emotions to fit their environment to keep safe, like a, a, a psychological survival response. Yeah. If you are threatened by, if you, if you show anger and you are, um, like met with resistance in return of like, if you show anger, you know, you get ignored or put in your room mm-hmm. or yelled at or beaten up or, you know, lashed at back. Kids will either displace that emotion elsewhere if they're not shown a healthy way of how to express it. Yeah. Or they completely internalize it and deny that part of themselves yeah. because it then becomes 
threatening to express how they're feeling when they feel angry because they're dependent on that those parents and if what you know if you don't get fed or you're not clothed or you're not given a roof over your head or you're not given affection or whatever it is mm. they learn a different way of coping with that feeling yeah and i think so many times in parenting and it's not even blaming parents or blaming um, past generations because they only are parenting or behaving from what they know yeah as well so it's it's no one's fault it's no, just the that's fact, why I, yeah yeah but yeah. it's like if you can't it, so many people if a child plays up like puts them in their room and that just pushes that attachment away again even further like yeah, that it creates totally. then the fear of like the closeness and that that separation yeah they there is no redirecting of actually what are you feeling you're feeling angry okay tell me why you're feeling angry label your feelings for me yeah what's a how like how can I comfort you to calm you down and then what's a, a healthy way that we can express this emotion yeah rather than just saying don't feel that way yes go to your room totally like you know being don't, ignored we don't or even even the nice we don't act angry in this house you know that's it's the same thing yeah. it does the same thing there has to be a healthy form of expression for these emotions for me I didn't know how to express anger it was like something that was displaced in me and I would get extremely irritable and, um, yeah, hard out. yeah I didn't yeah. know I would get passive. I didn't know how to express it. And then over the last, I mean, then I just became really depressed and I kind of just felt nothing for years. Yeah. And then when things started coming up for me again, I just felt completely futile all the time. Yeah. I felt I had no resilience. Like I felt like, because anger triggers that like fight response in you, you know, like yeah. I'm going to do something about it. And I couldn't connect with that part of myself. So yeah. I would just immediately feel sad and futile and like there was no hope all the time. Totally. You know, totally. It's, it's like a part of myself that I've had to learn to reconnect with. Yeah. And when I see it in my child, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say his name, when I see it in him, instead of being like, don't be angry or don't do that or whatever... I try to reassure his feelings and like help soothe them to yeah. calm him down and feel safe and secure. Yeah. And then be like, okay, what are you feeling? And what's a healthy way to express that? Because I don't want him to grow up and one, not be able to talk about his feelings and get into relationships and just play out these patterns and, yeah. and take it out on other people. But also... I want him to learn tools of how to express those things so that hopefully he doesn't have these mental health problems that I struggle with. You yeah, know? I mean, I want to learn those tools too. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, I mean, I'm still like learning myself. So I yeah. feel like it's inevitably it. there is damage done along the way. We're but, all human, and yeah. like, you know, these things come from childhood or whatever, but. Our parents are human too. Yeah. They didn't know any better. You can only like, deal with like the tools you have at the yeah. time. You can, that's, that's all, that's all they are capable yeah. of. Same with me. I look at like how I said, I'm It's inevitable that I've made mistakes along the way yeah. and caused pain and trouble. And sometimes I get really down on myself about that. But then I have to reflect on the fact that I was doing the best that I could yeah, at the time with definitely. the knowledge and tools that I had at the time. Like you were doing literally just as well as you could for your mental capacity. Yeah. You know, like, 
I, I think, think that's the main thing. I do too. And I think as you get Being older... Being ki- like kind to yourself. And taking responsibility for how you feel about things, even if it's not your fault that this is the way that you've learned to behave. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have the capacity... To change. And the ability now to, yeah, work to learn. on it. And it's your responsibility yeah. to do so. Or you're just going to pass it on to your children. Yeah. And, and you're going to be unhappy forever yeah. too. Like, it's going to follow you. You know, yeah. It, it, like, it's, not about chasing, it's not about chasing this thing... You, you'll never find it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's within yourself. <laughs> the answer is within yourself. It's within yourself. It was there the whole time. The whole time. The whole freaking time. Yeah. Wow, like this was, we just were thinking like a little casual chat, but this yeah, always was, happens with us. We were, this is one of the bases of our conversations, all right? We like start on something and then get distracted and then halfway through the sentence it changes to something else. Because today we're like, we'll just talk about whatever comes just to our casual head. stuff, you know? What the, whatever comes to our minds. But this we'll is what we always do. Like, I know. We, we always get deep. Yeah, so. we do. This is normal chats. Hey, but I think it was a good one. Sure. In the end? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I always tell like the most personal stories on him. And then yeah. I'm like. Yeah. But I, I think... That's the whole point of the podcast, right? Like making sure that no one yeah, well, the thing is, is feels not, like they can't talk about it. I don't care. No, like, you know, normally I like walk around and I, I like have these conversations with everyone. It's a sign of ADHD too. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have it. Like I'm, I know it for sure. <laughs> I know it for sure as I'm rocking back and forth while. <laughs> I know it for sure. I know it. Yeah. I just said something this morning and Michael was like, said the same thing to me. I was like, wreck off. Let me live my life. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Well. We'll be back in 14 days, approximately. <laughs> Approx. Give or take. Give or take. Give or take. Two, two to three months. Two to three months. No, 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 no. We want to be consistent. But actually, though, like, if anyone has, like, any topics of conversation. Yes, please let us know. I mean, I think you we really hear. glazed over a couple things today that we probably will go into more detail. Yeah, in definitely. Another time. But yeah, for sure. Give us some ideas. Like, I think it's so hard because we have, we literally have these conversations this every day. This is us day all the time. That we're like, we just think it's so normal. Yeah. And then people say things to us like that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? And, <laughs> and that they want to hear it. Yeah. And we're like, but then we're like, well, what do we talk about? Because to it's me, just I'm a like, normal conversation. Just a, yeah. You're run of the mill And combo. how boring. So, but maybe it's not boring for other people. So I don't know. Give me, give me your thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Reach out to us on Instagram at whips, chains, brains. Yeah. Um, and let us know. Cause that's pretty much the only thing we check. We do have a discord channel, but like, obviously we're no, not very active I on it. I don't think it's even there oh, anymore. LOL. Just kidding. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know how to use Discord. I don't know how to use it Um, But, okay, cool. Great. This has been fun. Um, We'll probably continue (laughs) talking after this. And now I'm going to go paint my cabinets. Oh. Yeah. But (laughs) you can come chalk and do that with me. Yeah, sure. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, guys. It's been great. As if they're here. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming. Um, We can't wait to see you. Anyway, great times. Um, See see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.